What a beautiful Sunday it is to worship God, right? Oh, to be here in this place with you folks here, that is amazing for me. It is a good Sunday, and the sun is shining, I think, right? Yes. And so with the sun, I'm looking at the stained glass to see how light it was. When the sun is shining, it just makes everything just seem a little bit brighter. So praise be to God for that. Let us... Let us send ourselves with these words. Do we have the right um, slides up? I would love this week's slides. I was going to just start, but I thought if everything's going to be different, we'd better make sure we get it right now. It's the fourth. February. Hey, <laughs> that looks perfect. I just looked at it. I was like, that's not right. Those who trust God will rise up with wings like eagles. Let us center ourselves on those words. I'm not going to sing. Is it going to work now? Yes. Okay. So, no, I really did have to cut back on coffee this week, and clearly it is a problem. Um, So, good morning. Um, First and foremost, this week, Wednesday, is our live service at 7 o'clock. So, please join them for that um, amazing service. We want to remind you that the Ash Wednesday services will be on February 14th here at the church at 12 p.m. and 7 p.m., If you can't get to one of those, an ecumenical service will also take place at Park Place at about 1 p.m. that Pastor Tammy will be helping out with. This is also your reminder that we are two weeks out from the Polar Plunge. So if you want your uh, space cadet tech usher to be jumping in a lake, um, (laughs) please uh, take time to um, contribute to the Polar Plunge for Special Olympics. It's an amazing cause. We're looking to raise um, $5,000 so that um, they can do all the amazing things that they do for those Special Olympics athletes. Um, there's a number of us that will be up there uh, jumping, so uh, if you have any questions about how to donate, please let me know. Uh, otherwise, I'm going to turn it over to Jan, and hopefully hers will be less exciting than mine. Oh, good morning, good morning. I hear a cough here, maybe a cough over there, and I'm recovering from a cold too, but hey, the sun is shining, and there's no snow, there's no rain. Today is excellent. And today is also the day where the coffee and treats follow the service. And we continue to thank you for your generous donations to Operation Backpack. Now, I have a personal story to tell you about Operation Backpack. I went to pick up a granddaughter early from school from Westview for an appointment. And there in the office at Westview, they were getting ready to stock the backpacks with things for families who have food insecurities. And we all know with the price of groceries that that has just increased. So thank you for your generous donations. Now today is also Communion Sunday, and to give communion the time it needs to celebrate the Lord's Last Supper, 
we are going to try going without a children's sermon on Communion Sunday. But hey, boys and girls, don't be concerned. The treat bucket is still available. Please come up and choose one during the passing of the peace. And oh, by the way, you know, um, probably 13 and under fits the requirement. Well, one more thing. I just wanted... I have an announcement, too. Okay. We had a lot of bananas left over from Ruby's pantry, so there's going to be a box of bananas out here in the narthex after church. Take home a bunch. Okay? Thank you. And bananas are very good for us. And unlike my brother said, they don't turn you into monkeys if you eat one every day. Now, as you know, our church really celebrates children and families. And another way we do that beyond our Operation Backpack is through Adopt-A-Family. And we are in need of more donations given the number of Adopt-A-Families the church has. And they are doing Easter, and they do Thanksgiving and Christmas. Uh, so please continue to support that cause. Super Supper is next Sunday. And I don't know why they call it supper. It, I guess it's Super Sunday, We've had a few people who needed to back out on making soups based on being out of state. So I hope you would consider supporting that worthy cause by uh, bringing in some soup. Their details are in your bulletin. I remember taking my daughter on her first mission troop as a young lady. It really changed her perspective. We went to the Appalachian area, and she went from being my me, me, me youngest daughter to, Mom, they don't even wear shoes in the summer because they don't have any. It was really an eye-opening thing. So I hope you will support wholeheartedly Super Sunday. And... There is a community meal coming up, and that is Wednesday, February 14th. I will be asking for batches of cookies or bars. And you know what? I am loving watching the families, units that come, and of course I especially enjoy the boys and girls. And they came up to me a couple of months ago and they show me where they've lost a tooth. They tell me about this at school and at that at school. I am so glad that our church upholds children and family. Thank you.
Let us remain standing for our call to worship through our meet and greet. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Has it not been told to you from the very beginning? God sits above the circle of the earth and stretches out the heavens like a curtain. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Let us pray together. Everlasting God, you stretch the sky over our head like a canopy filled with twinkling lights. Scarcely do the stems of our lives take root before the bubble. Pray like Yet you care for us, healing the brokenhearted, gathering the outcast, lifting the downtrodden, while casting the wicked to the ground. Renew our strength this day, O God, that we may mount up with wings like eagles. Amen. May the peace of the Lord be with you. The one who lifts the lowly and brings down the mighty offers us a peace that passes all understanding. Claim the promise of this peace as you share greetings in Christ's name. Okay, yep. We have an opportunity to share our joys and our concerns this morning as we are united through Christ our Lord. As we have faith in Christ, we become brothers and sisters. And so this morning, I, I'm going to lift up a couple of prayers first. But after I do, then I ask that you raise your hand, um, lift up a joy or concern, and I will follow it with a brief prayer, close it with Lord in your mercy, and I ask that you respond, hear our prayers. I got lost on my little thing. Okay. So I say, Lord, in your mercy, and you say, see, they already know. All right. Well, this morning, um, this last week, I don't know if you noticed on Facebook that Dee Gray had mentioned that she was watching from the hospital. And so I went to visit her this week, and Dee Gray is currently on hospice care and is at home. So I, I think she still is feeling good enough to have visitors and and. I would call first just to make sure. I know that with hospice and a grace coming, sometimes there's a lot of, of people coming in and out of the house, but, but I had a joyful time visiting with her on Thursday, so that was, that was good. Um, but we do want to keep her in our prayers. This is a time of, of just kind of experiencing it, so let us pray. 
Lord, in your mercy, we ask that you surround Dee and her family with your love and your grace. Allow her to feel your strength through this time. We pray she has many more days with us and that she will be around for a bit. I love visiting with her and hearing her stories and, and hearing your children's stories. So, Lord, we have been blessed by her for so much, and we thank you for that. Lord, in your mercy. In addition to that, um, Matea, Dawn Drake's daughter, is still in the hospital, Donna Tom, and we would like to lift her up in our prayers for healing. Lord, we lift up Matea. We pray that you bring healing to her. Surround her and Dawn with your Dawn and Tom with your love and care, as well as her sister, and and allow her to feel your presence, just fully bringing healing into her life. Lord, in your mercy. Other joys or concerns this morning. Good morning. I have a joy to be here. I like the traditional service. So Tom got up extra early this morning to come over to the nursing home and get me and bring me back for the service. Lord, we thank you when our members of our congregation are here and present. We thank you for Leanne being here this morning and sharing her joy of being part of worship here. We also thank you for Tom taking that time to go pick her up this morning and bring her here. And we just pray that this service brings her her joy and contentment. Lord, in your mercy. Other joys or concerns? Yes. It's a concern, and I thought maybe Leanne would have raised this, but she did the joy instead. But she has a concern as she's grieving the loss of her first friend that she befriended her when she arrived at the villa. It's Sister Mark, and wonderful woman who is in her final days and under hospice at the moment. But yesterday we visited, and she's out of not able to communicate anymore. So we and pray for her and pray for Leanne's as well. And that was Sister saw her in the hallway one day she says pray for me and I didn't know why but she was in the process of dying okay sister Mark okay Lord we lift up sister Mark we pray that you surround her with your love mercy and grace she has done so much for so many we just pray that you bring her peace in her final days and welcome her home Lord in your mercy I just want to ask for prayers for the Bonnie Femer family who passed away and the Marie Fassinger family also passed away. Can you repeat the second one? Lord, we lift up the family of Bonnie Plemer. We just pray that you surround her with your mercy and grace, her family. Allow them to see those times that they had, the joy that they had together, and allow them to recognize the hope that they have in you. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for Marie Fassinger's family also. We pray that you surround them with your mercy and grace. Whenever we lose somebody, whether it's unexpected or expected, there is such a deep sense of loss. We miss seeing them. We miss talking to them. We miss just being in their presence, even if it's a day that nothing is happening. And so, Lord, we ask that you surround this family and just give them that hope that comes through you. Lord, in your mercy. Wayne Simmons, um, I want to bring up my sister, Brenda. I know Brenda listens every week as far as online. Um, she's very, very good about doing that. But last week she fell, and she's still in the hospital. Uh, they're trying to figure out where she, she where she can go to a rebuild. I can't say it. Rehab, rehab uh, clinic, uh, as far as with that. So she just needs all of our prayers. Lord, we lift up Brenda today. We know that she is so faithful in being online and worshiping with us. And this morning, she is still most likely in some pain. She had two fractures in her pelvis, and this is 
made it so that she needs to have a period of time for rehabilitation. We pray that her body mends quickly and the pain is relieved. And we pray that she continues to feel your power and strength through the words that you have shared with us in your scripture. Lord, in your mercy. This is Sarah Keller, and Gavin is having his wisdom teeth out on Tuesday. So prayers for a good procedure and quick healing and prayers especially for patience as he learns that he cannot, in fact, eat a burger and fries after he has had his wisdom teeth out. We're, we're, we're negotiating that. <laughs> Are you sure he's not going to have you blend it? <laughs> he may have asked for that. <laughs> oh, Lord, one of the rites of passage sometimes that we have is to have our wisdom teeth removed, and this is Gavin's turn for this. Not all of us have to do this, but many do. And, Lord, we pray that as he has his teeth removed that that there is no complications with this, that he heals wonderfully, that he follows the doctor's directions with patience and grace, as there are many things that you find that you can't do that you're used to doing as your mouth is healing, and allow him to heal completely. Lord, in your mercy. I have a joy. Um, It's going to be Dad's birthday on the 9th. This week. <laughs> yeah. 91? All right. Are there any other birthdays coming up this week or that we may have missed last week? Nobody said me. Oh, uh, you have one on Saturday, don't you? Friday. Okay. The 10th or 11th? I can't remember the date. Her birthday's the 9th. Okay. I'm way off on time here. So <laughs> so Friday's your birthday, and which day was your birthday? The 9th. Okay, both days. Same day. All right, let's sing happy birthday. When it comes to names, say God bless you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, God bless you. Happy birthday to you. All right. Any other joys or concerns? I see one in the I see one in the back row. Susan. <laughs> uh, prayers for the Mort Stevens family. He passed away last Saturday. A week ago and his funeral was yesterday. I missed the first name. Mort. Mort? Okay. We pray for the Mort Stevens family as they have lost him, and we just pray that you continue to surround them with your mercy and grace. This is a time of grieving for them, and, and they feel this loss. And it is so hard when we have a service that we're remembering three people in one day, three families that are suffering and grieving. And we know this is just the tip of the people who are today. And so, Lord, we're asking that you surround all these families with your love and mercy and grace. Allow them to see that hope is found in you. Allow them to see that this may not be the end, that they may have eternity with one another. Lord, in your mercy. Other joys or concerns this morning? Let us pray. Lord Jesus, as we are gathered here today, we recognize there's a lot of turmoil in the world. We recognize that even close to home when we have a Ruby's Pantry and there was some turmoil surrounding that. Yet we want to focus on the good. We want to focus that 396 families had food in their cars and in their fridge and had meals on their plates. But we recognize from the turmoil that occurred that there are many more families that are in need and have food insecurity in their life. Lord, we pray that you continue to guide us, to help us find ways to help as many as we can. We have many different places in this town, and Lord, we thank you for the many generous opportunities that people have to get food through the food pantry and other church organizations. 
And we thank you that we can all work together to make a healthier town, to make a town where people are, are filled, not only with food, but with your love in their hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. is found in the first chapter of Mark, verses 29 through 39, and they're using the New International Version. Jesus heals many. As soon as they left the synagogue, they went to James and John to the home of Simon and Andrew. Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, And they immediately told Jesus about her. So he went to her, took her hand, and helped her up. The fever left her, and she began to wait on them. That evening after sunset, the people brought to Jesus all the sick and demon-possessed. The whole town gathered at the door. And Jesus healed many who had various diseases. He also drove out many demons, but he would not let the demons speak because they knew who he was. Jesus prays in a solitary place. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him, and when they found him, they exclaimed, Everyone is looking for you. Jesus replied, Let us go somewhere else to the nearby village so I can preach there also. That is why I have come. So he traveled throughout Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. Thus ends the reading of the word. Some days we scour the internet looking for a picture that might express what this scripture is saying. This one, I found this one with this guy pointing. Everyone's looking for you. Have you ever had that feeling that everyone is looking for you? That you finally had a chance to escape and they're all looking for you? There's an author, and I can't remember his name right now because that's how I am sometimes. And um, he said something about when people are looking for you like that, It's never about anything for you. It's about something for them. When they were looking for Jesus, they weren't considering what Jesus' purpose or call was or why he might have separated himself from everyone else. They were thinking about the multitude of other people that needed healing still. Oh, usually my scripture's left up here. So... (laughs) So when um, Jesus was, that's going to throw me a little. Do you have the scripture, Jan? Thank you. I peek at it to keep myself in order. (laughs) That's all right. So as soon as they left the synagogue, they went to Peter and Andrew's house. And there they found their mother, Simon's mother-in-law, in bed, not able to get up. And Jesus took his hand and he lifted her. That in itself is such an amazing thing that you look at that and you say, wow, he lifted her. And then she got up and served him, them. When I was a child, I used to look at that and think, oh, goodness, let her take a nap. She was just like sick with a fever. You know, how could she just get up and and serve him? But One of the things that I fail to recognize as a child is sometimes when Jesus heals you, he heals you completely. Another time is sometimes when Jesus heals you, you become one of his first and earliest disciples. 
because you know the difference it makes. One of the commentaries that I was reading said something about um, she was maybe the first deacon as she was already looking at Jesus, having healed her, and instead of asking for more, was saying, what can I do? It's a different attitude, isn't it? What can I do, not what can you do for me? So she got up and she began to serve. This was a fast miracle, it seems like, right? Just lifted and she was up and healthy. The problem with miracles, according to Barbara Brown Taylor, is that there just doesn't seem to be enough of them to go along, around. You know, we all seem to want our own miracle, right? I, I can probably count handfuls or maybe more of miracles that I have prayed for and asked for and wanted, and that's just for my family, let alone all the miracles that I've prayed for and wanted for people in my congregation. And yet, as we hear some of the words um, from Isaiah, they will rise with wings like eagles. We are reminded that we also hear those very words many times at a funeral service. Because no matter how much healing happens to our body during our life, there will come a day where the body will no longer heal itself where there are no more miracles to be found and where we are just counting on that one last one. You know the one that Jesus rose from the dead to save us, to offer us everlasting life. And we are counting on that very last miracle for each and every one of us. Jesus did, after he raised the mother-in-law, continue to heal and cast out demons to those who were gathered around him. Now, there were many that would come to the house and ask for healing. And it doesn't say he healed all of them. It says he healed many. When you look at some of the um, archaeological sites of Capernaum, there are so little space down the little um, alleys between houses that it must have been like a line going down the road for people who were waiting to be healed. Houses were small. They were quiet. Well, not quiet, probably. But they were, they were more communal than our houses are now. It was, more, it was probably not much more than an arm length from one person's house to the next person's house. There weren't many secrets that happened in houses like that either. And so many people knew this. Like, they wouldn't have even had to have been in the room when he was with the family and did the healing for them to have heard the news that he was doing more healings, not just casting out demons, but healing people from fevers. And so there's so many people that need to be healed, that tried to come. And they were there on the Sabbath, and he kept going. Until very early in the morning when he, I don't know if people had finally decided to go home and get some sleep and come back the next day, but he went off to be by himself. It's understandable, isn't it? Have you ever had one of those days when everybody is at your door? And you are doing as much as you can every single second of the day. (laughs) Some of us at Ruby's Pantry felt that way when they went home that night. You know, it was busy, horribly busy. And people aren't always happy, especially when they're the ones who get turned away. And so Jesus had to take some prayer time. This is a great model for us, isn't it? Sometimes, when it has been hectic, when it feels like everything has broken loose and the flood is about to start, we need to turn our eyes to heaven, to pray to God. For one thing, sometimes it allows us to get some peace and quiet in our souls. Sometimes we have to turn off our phone, close the door, 
and allow ourselves to decompress from all the things that have happened during the day. And sometimes we have to pray and say, God, give me the purpose I need to continue on. So the disciples, not knowing exactly what Jesus was praying, and we don't hear exactly what he was praying for either, came looking for him, saying, everyone is looking for you. Well, of course they will. They all wanted their own miracle. Our church would be overflowing if I was a miracle worker. But I'm a prayer, so this is what we get. We can't always do miracles. Jesus might be able to, but even when he was doing the miracles, it never said all. Not until the end. And so on that day, he said, my purpose is to go and to preach and to heal, to share this good news, to to make this kingdom had it stayed in that one little village, in that one little town, we wouldn't be here today celebrating the resurrection. But Jesus' call was bigger. And it was bigger than his disciples could ever imagine if you look at how this faith has spread around the world. That's huge. Sometimes, even when everyone is looking for you, There is another direction you need to go, right? Sometimes everyone tells you, you need to do this job. It would be perfect for you. And you look at it and you say, yeah, that's not what I'm called for. I'm called for something different. Sometimes as pastors, um, we're fully aware that not everybody remembers every bit of our sermons, Usually if they do, it was because they disagreed with me. (laughs) But that doesn't mean that what we say and how we share the love of God isn't important. But I've got to tell you people, the love of God isn't going to be shared just from my mouth. It's got to be shared from you from your actions, from your deeds, from how you love the world, from how you interact with one another, from, from anything from the smile at the grocery store to picking up a library book that somebody dropped at the library. It could be anything that you do that might trigger something in someone. They might say, hey, aren't you part of Platteville United Methodist Church? And you'll be like, yeah, I love going there. We do so many good things. It's amazing. And I'm so proud of the way that we work together on projects. And and it is just fun to be there. But you know what they'll remember? Maybe that you have fun at church, but that you were kind to them. But you know what else happens is the opposite. If you're not kind to somebody... They can recognize that too. I, you know, and they'll be like, it's Sunday morning. whole crowd of people came in at once, and these people are kind of rude over there. You know what they know then? That you just walked out of church, and you're not being kind. It speaks a story. What is our story going to be? Is it going to be a story of people who love and respect and are kind and gracious? I hope so. I noticed that online this week when people were upset because we ran out of food and others responded graciously from our church, graciously and kindly, offering useful suggestions. That is how we handle things with dignity and grace. People know what church you're from. They may not be able to find your church. I don't know why. But they know what church you're from. And they know especially if you go out on a Sunday afternoon, shortly after worship with a crowd of people, you just came from worship. 
So I don't know if we should say everybody's looking for you or quite a few people are looking at you. They're monitoring how you act. How do we bring somebody to Christ? Tell them what a difference it made in your life. Maybe not everybody you meet. Let's start with a smile and a friendship and an introduction. Don't just say, oh my gosh, Jesus has changed me. Because they'll just think you're weird. But, um, but first, begin to have a relationship with them. We need to be in relationship with other people. We can't all be preachers. We can't all be the best prayers. And we can't all sing like an angel. But each and every one of us can love. And each and every one of us can love in our own way that God has gifted us with. And you know what? That way is good enough. So when somebody says, hey, everybody's been looking for you, you can respond one of two ways. You can respond by saying, go away. Or let me see what I can do. Or that is not my calling and I need to go this way. Jesus had to be honest. He had to keep going. He had to keep moving. He couldn't stay in one place even as much as he loved those people. He had to keep moving. And so sometimes we have one conversation, but we're not only saving one person, are we? We were called to be fishers of men, fishers of people. We need to continue to be looking for those who might be on the edge, who might be one of the least and the lost, one of those who might have food insecurity this week, one of those who might need some healing of their spirit, some hope in their life, some direction to follow. And you need to love them into loving Jesus. Amen? Okay. So we're going to stand together and sing Immortal, Invisible, God Only Wise. prayer of confession. Holy God, even in our pursuit of safety and security, we yearn to seek justice for the poor and to defend the downtrodden from the privilege of the powerful. Give us the heart of Jesus that we may care for the sick 
and rescue the perishing. Give us the spirit of Christ that we may spend time in prayer and keep your path before our feet. Give us the love of your son that we may be instruments of your peace. Amen. Let us hear these words of assurance. God showers the earth with rain, gives animals their food, and offers blessings to those who walk in the path of righteousness. Sing praises to the Lord and rest secure in God's blessings. Amen. You may be seated. And now, not because we have to, but because we are grateful, let us return to God what is ours to share. Let us joyfully offer our time, our treasure, our commitment, and our prayers. Do we have a couple people willing to take today's offering? All rise. Please join me in our offering prayer. Creator of heaven and earth, you shower the earth with rain, nourish the land with sunshine, and bless your people with goodness. Receive the gifts we bring before you this day, that they may touch the world with gladness and bring succor to those in need. Amen. All right, you may be seated. This morning, we're going to be doing something a little bit different. Uh, We have our communion bread this morning is gluten-free. And so we want to make communion to be something that is accessible for all people. And so this morning, we're trying it this way just to see how this works. Um, We serve grape juice in the United Methodist Church. Many of you know this. This is so that all people, from the young to the old, can participate in communion here. So our invitation is all who hunger for love, come to the bread of life. Here all are fed. All who thirst for the cup of blessing, come to the table of grace. Here all are made whole. All who need mercy and grace, come to the Lamb of God. Here all find a home. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. 
Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your son, Jesus Christ. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, he broke it, and gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup. He gave thanks to you. He gave it to his disciples and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living, sacrificing union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and in these gifts of bread and cup. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ that we may be for the world, the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And now with the confidence of the children of God, let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. The body of Christ broken for you. The blood of Christ given for you. Amen. Is he ready? We'll call out in front. Let me give you yours first, so we'll show. The body of Christ given for you. The blood of Christ given for you. Amen.
Our next hymn is Precious Lord, Take My Hand. I invite you to rise to your feet and we will sing this together. often seem overwhelming. In God, we shall mount up with wings like eagles. Though our responsibilities weigh us down, in Christ we shall run and not be weary. Though injustice and discord sap our strength, in the Spirit we shall walk and not faint. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you.